Hey everyone, this is Erin Harrigan, the Hustle with Heart Coach, welcoming you to the podcast that helps entrepreneurs align results with God's truth. My mission is to free you from the struggle of how to bridge faith and business as a God-centered entrepreneur and to equip you to pursue success God's way. When that happens, we experience the joy of building a fruitful business that honors Him and serves His people. So let's get started. Hey, Hustle with Heart listeners, this is Erin, your Hustle with Heart coach, and I am really excited to bring you this monthly feature of an interview with a fellow Hustle with Heart entrepreneur. They're going to share their trials, their triumphs, their challenges, their wisdom, and I can't wait for this one. This month, we have Dr. Sherry Yoder, who champions women to thrive in thought and life in any and every circumstance. There is so much to share about her, but I'm just going to let her dig in with our interview, and I'll come back at the end and tell you how you can find her. Here we go. Well, everybody, I am so excited. You know, I've been talking about doing some guest interviews on our Hustle with Heart podcast, and I'm really, really thrilled to bring to you today's guest. So let me tell you a little bit about her, and then we're just going to dig right in, because she has so much to share with us as God-centered entrepreneurs on our Hustle with Heart journey. Um, So this is Dr. Sherry Yoder. Dr. Sherry is um, the host of the podcast Thriving Thoughts with Dr. Sherry, and she is all about championing women to thrive in their thoughts, in their life, in every circumstance. Um, She is so good at helping us understand that when our minds are equipped with love and discipline um, and transformed truth to live a life that thrives, that we can do anything, anything. Yes, yes. So Dr. Sherry, welcome to Hustle With Heart. Hey, hey, hey. Thank you for having me, Erin. I'm so excited that you're here. Okay, so we're going to dig right in. And I would love for you to just give us a snapshot of, like, how how did you come to Thriving Thoughts? Um, what, what was sort of your journey, your hustle with heart journey to where you are? And then we're going to dig into what do you mean by little lies and big truths? Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. So here's where I'm going to start with that because, um, it starts with a message that you gave, I think on your last podcast episode, purging and pruning, um, you were talking about the difference between purging and pruning. And I got to tell you, when I started this journey towards entrepreneurship, I started in the traditional path to become a clinical psychologist, you know, did the whole grad school thing, did the residency thing, got my licensure, set up my, you know, own shop. And I was very, very quickly disenfranchised because um, God was doing some purging and pruning in my life. And he knew that I needed to be exposed to a variety of things that did not sit well with my spirit. And the, the first one of those things was this um, kind of a, a diagnostic focus of the field of mental health and focusing on what the problems are and focusing on, you know, having people call and say, do you treat bipolar disorder? And I'm like, wait a second, this is not right. Like, no, I'm talking, I'm working with people. Like, I want to I want to talk with you. I want to get to know you. You are not bipolar disorder. You are not depression. You are not anxiety, right? But so the field has perpetuated this kind of formation of our identity based on our diagnosis. And 
the thing about diagnoses is that they're not objective. They're subjective. And I could diagnose myself and you and anybody else with anything pretty much anytime I wanted to, because that's how it's designed. I mean, there's even bucket diagnoses in case you can't figure out another one here. Let's give you a bucket one. And that way you can bill insurance. So a lot of that did not sit well with me, Aaron. And um, God, you know how uh, Zephaniah tells us that um, God sings over us at night. I think God also whispers to us at night and whispers some serious truths to us to protect us, to prune, to purge, to protect us from going down a path that would not be beneficial to us as his daughters, as his sons, as his children, um, that would prevent us from, from fulfilling our purpose. So anyway, I really started struggling, Aaron, with um, diagnosing people. I started struggling with submitting a diagnosis to a third-party insurance panel just to get paid for the time that I spent with this person. I started to struggle with the fact that here we are behind four walls and closed doors, and this is just perpetuating this myth that there is something wrong with people and there is not something wrong. And so God began to place a desire in me to share the message of normalcy, of the common threads of humanity, of the common threads of his designed creation, including things like anxiety and depression and relationship conflict and um, just daily struggles that we all face, but a lot of us don't talk about. And you certainly don't go see a shrink because then there's something wrong with you. Yes. So my desire was to take this message that you have the ability to focus on the beautiful person, the beautiful creature that God created you to be and use that to an advantage to have a fulfilling life. And I wanted to take that message to people that wouldn't come see me in my little tiny therapy office, you know? And um, so I went and I deleted the beginning of the business part of it. I deleted my participation, deleted, that's such a computer word. <laughs> I discontinued my participation with all insurance panels in 2016, the beginning of 2016. And um, as you can imagine, uh, business, business, quote unquote, tanked. Mm. Okay. Because no longer did people have to pay five to $25 copays. People were paying 150 to $200 for an hour out of their pockets to come see me. Right. And then they still wanted me to give them uh, an invoice with a diagnostic code to submit for reimbursement, which I said, I'm sorry, I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm not going to give you something that is, maybe we can call it that for right now, but that's not who you are. It's not helpful to you. I want to help you understand who you are so that you can be happy and fulfilled and live the abundant life that was promised to you. I mean, this is not rocket science, you know? You, I, And I don't mean that in a pejorative sense. I don't mean that in a condescending way, Erin. I just mean like, why are we so focused on everything that's wrong and everything that's negative? And I mean, just look at it everywhere on social media and the news. It's all like, well, this is what's wrong with people. And this is why people are the way they are. I, I'm like, no, there is nothing wrong with us. We were create, created perfectly. We were created in God's image, right? There is nothing wrong with God. God is perfect. And if we're created in his image, let's focus on that. So anyway, I went and I started doing speaking engagements for free and stuff like that and eventually stopped using my clinical psych license altogether. And um, now I do podcast host, host, hosting, some coaching, and some speaking. 
And it's all about thriving thoughts, which I can dive into in a moment, but I just gave you a lot there. So let me see where you want to go with that. No, I, I love it because what's so fascinating is you were on this trajectory, this, this, this path that you thought you were supposed to be on. You've gotten the degree, all the degrees, I'm sure, multiple, and, and you're <laughs> going down this road. And, and God is, I love what you said. Like he sings over us. He whispers to us yeah, yeah. and he's whispering to you going, I kind of, I, I, and maybe this is my characterization, but kind of saying, you know, Sherry, you're going down this road, but the, here's what you need to understand about my creation that you're serving. Yes. So yes. I'm going to shift you this way. And I think as entrepreneurs, that's what all, that's what happens to us very often on this, this hustle with heart journey is we're sort of going one way and then, and maybe we've always had a relationship with Christ or maybe we've just encountered him and suddenly it shifts us and we're sort of like, whoa, wait a minute. Yeah. That, that doesn't look the way I thought it was going to look, but yeah. wait, God is, God is telling me to go this way. Yeah. Um, so before we get into the thriving thoughts piece, well, how did that, how did you deal with that shift in, in leaning so heavily on your trust and faith that like, this is God's and he's going to provide? Well, that's where be deliberate, look reckless came from. <laughs> I was being Talk deliberate. About that. Talk about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was being deliberate in following this. It was, it's not just a belief. It's a, it's a driving force within me that I cannot turn away from. And I believe that God placed it in me. Um, so when I closed my practice and started doing the speaking and, and, um, especially then when I started doing podcast hosting, which, you know, doesn't make any money. Um, that's not why you go into podcasting for sure. But, um, people, I had a lot of people in my life, Aaron, people that meant well, people that loved me, people that cared for me that, you know, kind of shook me on the shoulders and said, are you sure, Sharon? Are you <laughs> sure this is what you should, this is not safe. This is not safe. This is not, you know, and and truthfully, it is not safe from the world's <laughs> perspective. It is, it is like jumping off of a cliff, but I'm telling you, it is so much fun that I would retake all, I would retake every single risk that I have taken. I would re-accept and re-imagine with celebration every sacrifice I've made um, to continue on this path. And there are going to be many more. But I had to be deliberate in doing what I believed God created me to do, mm. which was to carry this message of truth that you are a beautiful, priceless creation. And there is something so great and purposeful about you that why, you are here for a reason. And let's stop trying to figure out what's wrong with us. And, and let's go and figure out what's right with us so that we can serve other people so that we can, that's where fulfillment comes from being the hands and feet of Jesus. Yes. So, um, yeah. So I, I, that's where I came up with the phrase of be deliberate, look reckless because it looks reckless to the world. I went from six employees to none, but here's the beauty of that. I, I, I distinctly recall before I had employees and I was doing all of this stuff. I was doing the billing. I was doing the therapy. I was doing the scheduling. I was doing everything on my own, cleaning the office, everything. And I remember, <laughs> I remember one day I was leaving the office and I walked across the parking lot. And my head was hanging low. And I was like, God, how long am I going to have to do this on my own? Well, very soon, fast forward, I had six employees, six. Aaron, I remember walking across the parking lot one day, leaving that office, 
my head hung, my head hung low. Dear Lord, how am I going to make payroll this week? <laughs> right? The, it's not, you see, God takes us on a journey and you never arrive. You mm -hmm. never arrive at a place of comfort because comfort leads to complacency and, and your purpose cannot be walked out in complacency. Mm -hmm. It has to be walked out in discomfort, in distress. So, you know, faith, our faith grows. Our faith thrives in discomfort, period. I mean, you know, Jesus said, well, you take this cup from me. <laughs> Talk about discomfort, right? You know, that, yeah. but, but the salvation of all mankind happened through that discomfort. And we are called to walk in that discomfort as well. And so anyway, it went from that. And then I got rid of the insurance, got rid of all the employees. And then it was like, oh man, I got like no income coming in. Um, now I'm going to have to give up my office, which I did. I mean, I gave up a lot of stuff. There were days, Aaron, and I will be 100% transparent. When I was like, God, I fear I was, I'd be like 45 days behind on my car payment. God, my car is going to get repossessed. I mean, I remember those fears. And so throughout all of this, one of the messages that God taught me was if everything that we believe and we think and we're convinced of matters to us, or which is essentially everything we have, right? If everything that we have is stripped from us, what do we have left? We have left our minds. We have left our hearts. We have left our souls. That is it. That is what we have. And if we do not focus on that, if we do not focus on developing that and, and making it flourish and watering it and and making it thrive, the rest of this stuff does not matter. None of it can matter because anything can be taken away from you in an instant, even if it wasn't your choice. You see, it was my choice, right? And people say, well, you know, you did this to yourself. Yeah, I did, but I'm good with that yeah. because through that process, God has drugged me through at kicking and screaming at times. <laughs> Um, but drug me through these moments where I was able over the last two years, specifically, Aaron, to hone in, sharpen, peel back the layers of distraction and focus on this message of having a thriving thought world. And when I say thriving thought world, I mean a thought world that learns and grows in all pain, in all joy, in all discomfort, in all fear, in all angst. It grows and thrives in every situation such that your trust becomes so powerful that none of this stuff, this stuff that the Bible refers to as trappings, it doesn't matter. Mm. Mm. And I am always, have always, and will always be provided for. Yes. Yes. Preach it. I love it. <laughs> yeah, girl. I'm like, my heart rate's going up because I'm like, oh, well, it's so funny. So we're, we're recording this um, on the day that my daily dose focused on Romans 5.3, which echoes some, which James also echoes, which is rejoicing in the trials and the challenges. And that's exactly what you're saying yes. is to thrive in the joy and in the challenge. Yes. In, yes. In all in the pain. And right. I think so often we're afraid to thrive. We, we don't think we can thrive in that because yes. we're afraid to yeah, or, or, or what have you. And yeah, I, I just, oh, so good. So good.
Um, thank you. Thank you. Thank yeah. you for sharing that. So talk to us about, let's, let's open up that the thriving thoughts and, and what yeah. does it mean? What's the meaning behind, you know, the little lies and big truths? Yeah. So man, um, here, here's the most beautiful thing. When you let go of what you, of your shoulds, when you let go of what you thought you should be, when you let go, I'm going to cry a little bit here. When you let go of what you believe your life should look like, and you let go of your expectations that you, and your hopes and your dreams, when you let go of that and you say, God, you put me here for a reason. You've given me gifts. I'm unique. I'm amazing. I've been set here for a purpose. So use me. Man, get ready to thrive because he's going to strip a lot of stuff away. He's going to prune and purge. And that is a beautiful thing. And that's what it looks like to thrive. It looks like being open to suffering. It looks like being open to pain because the most God knows the way that he created me is that I'm a learner and I'm a thinker. Mm -hmm. And the way that he fulfills me, gives me life abundantly, is he gives me ideas and thoughts. And then he says, go share them, go share them, go share them. This is going to help somebody. And so with everything that I go through, instead of fighting and swatting at it and saying, please take this cup from me, please take it away, make it go away, make it all better. My prayer that I have started praying in the face of everything, especially when my hopes and dreams and desires are stirred up and I want to cling so tightly to them, my prayer is restore or remove. Mm. Restore or remove. And when God gives you the confidence to pray restore or remove, you are ready. You're not afraid of the removal and you're not surprised at the restoration. You are ready for either one because he's placed that confident desire in your heart that that is the prayer you're supposed to pray. And there it is. And my most recent removal, Aaron, was a five-year relationship with my boyfriend, who I thought was my forever. And it came to a place where I began praying, God, restore or remove. And he, in his abundant mercy, and grace and love for me rescued me and said, okay, I'll remove. Mm. That's where, that's what it means to thrive. That's what it means. It means to completely surrender and say, fill my thoughts with the purposes and plans you have for me. And let me trust in that 100%. Let me walk into the next right thing right now, not focusing on tomorrow, not focusing on the past, just walking in that confidence. And that's, you know, if we can get that, if we can get that, those things that we wanted so badly, if they're removed, they are our protections. They are our graces. They are our gifts. Man, if we get that, we would be so fulfilled and happy. Hmm. And you are speaking, you are speaking to me today, girl, because this is something that I've been struggling with in, in my walk really over the last, I would say 10 days. And you know, what, what I feel I keep praying to be removed. Maybe I need, I now need to say restore or remove because he's not removing it. <laughs> right. You know, right. And I think we get so caught up in what it has to look like and what, what it, what those boundaries are. And, and, 
you know, what is our definition of what success yeah. is? This is his. Right. And we right. put it in a box. And when we put it in that box, like God is limitless, but we limit what he can do through us when we try to draw yeah. the box around it that says it looks yeah. like this relationship and this kind yeah. of business and this kind of success. Mm-hmm. And, and, and he's going, but, but what, but what I have is so much bigger. Yeah. And yet you want to keep it in a box. So, okay. I, I, right. You know, I'll give you what you have asked. I'll for. give you what you want. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But eventually you're led to a place, you know, as long as we, here's the thing. We, we really don't have a whole lot to do with it. Yeah. You know, you can, you can grow as far away or as close to God as you want. It, it doesn't matter because the power of the Holy Spirit is so strong that when it's time and your heart is right, he will pierce it and he will say, here is the direction. Exactly. Period. Period. Right. So, um, it's not about doing the right things. It's not about praying every day for 20 minutes and reading the Bible and doing it. It, it is not about that. It is about you understanding that if you can, if you can just grasp this belief that God created you on purpose for a purpose and the world needs you, that's why you're still here. If you get nothing else but that, then he will speak to you in his perfect timing. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Out of a mustard seed of faith. Yes. A mustard seed. Yes. Yes. And how gracious. (laughs) And how gracious. I mean, yeah, it's beautiful. It's like, I always think about like the discipline of a parent to a child, Right. you know, don't go play on the ice, honey. You'll fall and get hurt they go fall and they get hurt, you know, mom or dad, they don't say, I told you so. Well, you know, dust yourself off. They say, come here, honey. I love you. It's okay. We just got to be careful. You know, let's, let's maybe rethink that next time. Yeah. But they don't stop loving us. Right. They don't say, well, you want it that way. Have at it. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's the beauty. So don't worry about screwing up. Right. Because you're going to, we, we, we are still going to screw up. That's our human nature. Don't worry about it. Yeah. God's going to be there to rescue you. Yeah. And he's going to redirect and he, and he's there to purge and prune. He's there to discipline like that. That is the whole point. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so funny. I was talking with a friend about this the other day and we were joking and I was like, you remember that song hurts so good. Yeah. Yeah, hurts so good. Come on, baby. Yeah, so I'm like, that's exactly God's discipline. It hurts <laughs> so good. Like, you know, his 100%. guidance, it's hilarious. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Oh, love that. What are the little lies that we yeah. allow, um, and how do we replace them with the big truth? Whew. Man, that is an ongoing process. You know, if we just go back to the very basic thing that I said about being created on purpose for a purpose and the world needing you. Those are truths, right? God's word tells us that. Yeah. That's an undeniable truth. But very often, particularly as women, we invite the little lies into our minds that say, what I have to offer doesn't matter. People don't need me today. Those are, those are the little lies. But here's what happens if we're not careful if we're not careful to speak the truth to those little lies, they become big truths. Mm. And we really start to believe them. We start to believe I do not matter. 
depression sets in. We start to believe, why, why would I do anything anymore? Because it doesn't seem like anything I do is producing any fruit, which the fruit is the very last thing that is ever produced in the harvest, period. It takes a long time to get to the fruit. Um, we say then that if this is not happening, then I'm going to back off. I'm going to not do. And then guess who wins? The enemy wins. Aha. I've blocked her from her purpose. Right? So the little lies that we believe in our minds immediately dictate how we feel, what we think and what we do. Yes. And if we can learn to speak truth, you see, if I can wake up in the morning, Erin, and look in the, in the mirror and say, I am necessary. People need me. Oh man, I've got so many beautiful things to offer the world. If I can look at myself and say that in the name of Jesus, not in the name of me, right? right? With that foundation, if I can look in the mirror and say that to myself, you better believe I am going to walk into every meeting with confidence. (laughs) I'm going to, I'm going to look and see opportunities that I would have not have otherwise seen to grow my business. I'm going to be open to new ideas. I mean, our thought world, what happens up here reflects like, like, like a, a body of water in the sky or the sky in a body of water. That is our thoughts and our realities. Mm-hmm. They mirror one another. So if our realities right now are miserable, are depressing, are angst, filled with angst, relationship conflict, if that's what our realities are, are like right now, we need to take a step back and say, what's happening up here? Right. What's happening up here? What am I believing about myself? What are the lies that I'm, I'm believing about myself? What are the lies I'm believing about other people? Because see, here's the one truth, that every single person, person that's ever been created, including your enemy, was made on purpose for a purpose and the world needs them, was loved enough by Christ to die, is imperfect and loved. Every single person, including your direct competitor, is imperfect and loved, including you. That is truth. So just think about how that impacts you. Then then what right do I have to be angry? I'm not better than them. I'm imperfect and loved. What, What right do I have to look down on them? What right do I have to manage them? Tell them what they should or shouldn't do. I mean, that's where conflict comes from, right? When we think that somehow we're special or somebody else is more special than us. Yes. There is nobody more special than you. God broke the mold when he made you. Absolutely. There's nobody more special than you. And you are not more special than anyone else. We are all God's creation and necessary and needed. And it takes all of us. It doesn't mean that we need to be intricate puzzle pieces with every person Mm -hmm. that is created on purpose for a purpose. Right. Right. That's not what that means. We don't need to be friends with everybody. That's not what it means to to be called the love. You don't need to be friends with everybody. You don't need to be a doormat. You don't need to be everything to everybody. You don't need to serve everybody in your business. You have the right to define who your target audience is by whatever revelation God has given you. This is your people. This is who I want you to go serve. This is how I want you to serve them. That is what you follow, not what the world tells you you should do, not what the books say you should do, not what the gurus and the influencers and the big time, you know, 
people that pack out 10,000 seat stadiums tell you to do. Those are lies. They're all shoulds. Shoulds are lies, right? I should be doing this. I should not be doing this. Can'ts are lies. No, it's I choose to or I choose not to, right? I don't have time is a lie. Check yourself, y'all. We all have 168 <laughs> hours in the week. Yeah. You do have time. I have time. It depends on what you choose to prioritize with your time. And that's entirely up to you. But stop lying to yourself. Stop that because it's not doing you any good. It's not about you being a good or a bad person. It's about you having that abundant life. And you can't have that abundant life if you're constantly believing lies, consuming lies. Because see, here's the other thing that happens when we believe lies. We look for things in reality in our lives to confirm them. Yes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So when we believe truth, we look for things to confirm that. Yeah. And that's what it means to have a thriving thought world. Yeah. Where do you find um, specifically, you know, let's say successful women. So women who, like me in my journey, you know, we've built a certain way and then we hit a wall. Um, what are some of the lies that the women that you work with mm -hmm. have allowed to creep in that have caused them to get stuck or hit a wall? You, what do you mean by hit a wall? Can you give me some more insight yeah, into that? Yeah, so, you know, where you're, you're rolling along and business is great and then suddenly you feel like it's not growing or it's stagnant or it started to fall back and maybe some of that is God's pruning. But what are the lies that we allow to define what's happening? In those I'm not good enough. I'm not good at this. I mean, th those are the biggest ones. I'm not good enough. What, why do I matter? I don't, I don't matter. Um, I'm, I'm not smart enough. I'm not equipped. I'm not pretty enough. Mm. Look in business, this is in society. This is in life. People who are wealthy and attractive are more likely to meet the world's definition of success. That's just, that's just how that, that's just how we work here in this world. Right. And so for women, it's particularly challenging. I think that when we, what we do is we, the lies that we believe, like if, if our business is stagnant or whatever, we can start to internalize it as something wrong with us. Yes. And not only wrong with our character and our personality, but then we translate that and it, it grows and it, ugh, it kind of melts out into our appearance, into our worth, into our value. What if it's not about you? Right. What if the stagnation and the roadblock is not about you? What if it's a benefit for you? What if it's a protection for you? So, so I, I think what we do, the lie that we embrace is, why is this happening to me? You know, mm. um, what do I need to do to get out of this? Maybe you don't need to do anything to get out of it. Maybe you need to walk right through it. Mm. Maybe you need to open your heart to it. Maybe you need to embrace it and say, okay, business is stagnant. All right, God, what do you have for me? Yeah. Not, not God fix this, or I need to fix this, or I need to do something different, or I need to go and take this course. Be open. Like maybe, maybe it's not the path anymore. Maybe what used to work for you doesn't work for you. What works for, here's the other thing. I think a lot of times in business, we, we look to other people for success stories to see what worked for them and how they did things. But listen, because you are a unique creation, what works for somebody else you follow me? Yeah. Because you are a unique creation, you need a unique path. You need a unique approach. You need only that which God can give to you. 
So the only way that he can give that to you, the only way that he can reveal that to you is for you to be open to it, for you to be open to the pain. And I know that's uncomfortable. I know that is, is, um, just, it probably puts a bad taste in your mouth. Like I want nothing to do with pain and suffering, Sherry, (laughs) stop it. Right. But let me tell you soon, I promise you, if you start to adopt that different way of thinking, speaking that truth, maybe this is good for me. What do I need to learn here? What can I learn here? Right? Right. Not what's wrong with me. What am I doing wrong? Again, going back to my, the field of psychology, focusing on what's wrong. Why don't you focus on what's right? Focus on what's true. Focus on what's good. Focus on what's pure. Right? I mean, anyway. So yeah, yeah, I I don't know if that answers your question, but. No, it does because I think it, it helps the, the people who will be listening, it, it helps them understand that when you are at a place in business mm-hmm. where it doesn't look like things are going the way you thought, or maybe you are stagnant, or maybe, you know, something has gone wrong, that to sit with it a second, not, not yeah. dwell in it, not live in it, but mm-hmm. sit for a second and say, okay, how do I stay open to this? How do I walk through this? How yeah. do I allow the lesson, whatever it yeah. is? Right. To shift, to, to allow God to shift me and to take, take the lines of the box off. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's I the lie that way is that there is a box me to go this way. Yep. A hundred percent. Yeah. No, I, I, I think that's beautiful. And I think that's huge, huge takeaway for us as we continue to build a God centered business that mm-hmm. that's the point. It's his, mm-hmm. you know, I, I was mm-hmm. struggling around my book and the editing and I, I keep coming back to, Lord, this is your book. Like, right. you gave me this. You gave me the journey to walk through, which resulted in the story, which resulted right. in the testimony. You gave me the words to put on paper. Ultimately, this is yours. Yeah. So walking through the challenges and the lessons in it not only helps me for the next book that I write, but it also helps me remind me it's his. Yeah. And I right. can't, we can't white knuckle our business. Right. This is meant to be a ministry. There's a vehicle that he's given us to impact the world that's unique to us, as we talked about earlier. And therefore, we can't grip it. it right. has, we have to come at it with open hands. Well, and I'll, here's, here's what I would say to that, Aaron. We can. We can grip it. Oh, we sure. can white knuckle it. Yeah. Right? But that does not result in the life that God's promised for us. No. 100%. I mean, we're literally supposed to just be like... Like I'm in the driver's seat of my car right now. I'm just supposed to be in the back chilling, playing with my, you know, I don't know, my Game Boy or whatever they call the little things these days. I know that's old Game Boy, but anyway, you know, I'm just supposed to be in the back, taking in the scenery, looking around, having fun when he says, oh, do you see that? Oh yeah, I love that, love that, yeah, you know, but we get our big girl pants on and we want to be in the front seat and we want to you know, grab the wheel and we want to have this perfect picture and this perfect plan. And, um, I think just being open to the fact that, um, imperfection and destruction and chaos and wreckage are often the very picture of perfection of God's perfect plan. Oh yes. Yes. Because all of that causes us to come back to him. Yeah. Yeah. Which is the point. That's the point. That's the point. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Um, all right. I want to wrap this up and I want to ask you, you have, you have dropped so many nuggets. I love it. I love it. <laughs> oh, good. Um, I want to ask you what are three words 
that describe <laughs> your journey, Hustle with Heart, to this point? Um, three words. See, you're asking, you're asking a thinker. I know. To answer this on the <laughs> spot. Because I'm a thinker too. <laughs> um, the three words that come to mind are um, wreckage. Mm. <laughs> wreckage is one. Freedom mm. is another one. And rest. Rest. And rest, not like not resting, sitting on our laurels, doing nothing, but rest yes. in your, in your mind. What is rest? Like, it's all going to be okay. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> like, like it's all going to be just fine. And a little lie, contrary to popular, you know, um, old wives tales, God helps them who helps themselves. That's not in the Bible, people. Right. Right. <laughs> Yeah. This is not about how hard you work. It is about you aligning yourself to what God has for you and letting him work through you. Because when he tells you to do something, you'll go do it and it won't be work. Oh, so I love it. Dr. Sherry, how can we find you now that we're closing this up? Um, how can we find you? How can we tap into your wisdom and your resources? Well, thank you so much, Erin. I'm, I'm just so grateful to be on your show. I love the work that you're doing and um, so encouraging and um, so needed in our world today. So the main place that people can find me, it's like my, I call it my cyber home is my Facebook, which is Dr. Sherry. Um, and I, I guess you can share that in the links yeah, I will. for people. Yep. Um, you can find me there on Dr. Sherry. I do have a private group for women only called Thriving Thought Casters. You can find me in there too. You can request to join the group through my Dr. Sherry page. I am on the gram at Dr. Sherry Speaks. I think you have that as well. It's Dr. Sherry Speaks. Um, I don't do a whole lot on LinkedIn. Um, and then, of course, you can um, find my podcast on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on Overcast, and a number of different platforms, Thriving Thoughts with Dr. Sherry. Uh, would love your five-star rating if you can, please. I'm trying. I have a goal of a thousand five-star ratings by March 1st. So I'm under the gun because okay. I have like 20. Get on shows. it. Go listen yeah. and give it five stars. Right. Just five stars. That's it. Like just click. Um, and then I, my email, people can reach out to me directly at, um, it's drsherryspeaks at gmail.com. So it's just D-R-S-H-E-R-R-I-S-P-E-A-K-S at gmail.com. Um, and those are the best ways to get in touch with me. Awesome. Sherry, thank you, thank you, thank you for being a guest. You're welcome. This, thank you for having me. So much wisdom. Um, this is definitely, for our listeners, one to listen to over and over and over again. So thank you guys so much, and I'll see you guys on our next Hustle with Heart podcast, everybody. Thanks, Sherry. Bye. Well, there you have it, my dear listeners. I literally have no words for that interview. I really hope you listen to this over and over again and that you take lots of notes that you can put into action. Please check the show notes for how you can connect with and contact Dr. Sherry. And please help her reach her goal and get over to the Thriving Thoughts podcast. Listen to it and give her those five stars on iTunes. And don't forget to leave some comments for us on this podcast. And hey, give us five stars too. See you next time.
Thanks for tuning into this week's episode of the Hustle with Heart podcast, helping entrepreneurs align results to God's truth. If you'd like to book me as a speaker for your organization, or you're looking for a coach to help you pursue success God's way, visit AaronHarrigan.com or connect with me on Facebook as the Hustle with Heart coach. Follow me on Instagram as Aaron Harrigan Entrepreneur and help us spread the word of Hustle with Heart by subscribing to this podcast, leaving us a review and sharing it with others.